Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. What I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in Wednesday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. As always, in this hour that we get to spend together each weekday here on the Big X, there is lots to get to. We are headed to week one of college football, which is so very exciting. And it's a big weekend, not just Indiana-Ohio State on the field, but it's a big weekend In fact, a story that I read earlier, one of the biggest weekends of the Tom Allen time at Indiana as far as the number of big-name, important targets in recruiting for IU football. And it's also a big weekend and a big month ahead for IU targets coming to football games and taking campus visits during the football season. So we're in that time of year where college football is here, college basketball is around the corner, and recruiting really heats up for both sports, but especially for basketball during this fall time. So we'll tell you more about all of that today. But let's look at the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, we've got your Who's Your Headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. We'll talk IU football. We'll talk recruiting, both football and basketball. And we'll tell you a little bit about some high school stuff as well. Here in this opening segment. Later in the show, it's Wednesday. That means Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star joins us. Dustin uh, is great to talk college hoops and college football with. We'll do that. Also, we'll check in on Team USA, who at 4.30 a.m. tipped off in their final pool play game of the FIBA World Cup of Basketball. And as expected, uh, the USA team undefeated as they head on to, I guess you'd call it the tournament round, or maybe they call it the elimination round of things at the uh, FIBA World Cup. So I know Dustin keeps an eye on that because Tyrese Halliburton of the Indiana Pacers has been basically a role player on that team, but we'll check in on that as well. I'm curious, do you uh, listeners get into the USA in the World Cup of basketball? I mean, when I was a kid, um, I know it was a little different as far as the World Cup goes, but when it came to these international competitions, the Dream Team and the Dream Team 2, they were everywhere. McDonald's Cups and starting lineup figures and everywhere on television. And if they were playing in Barcelona or wherever Dream Team 2's games were at, you were watching. I have a feeling nowadays with so much out there, uh, I don't know that people watch, at least even in our basketball crazy area that we're in. I love watching stuff like that, and I've watched exactly zero minutes, partially because some of the tip times 
uh, whether it's USA or other good games, are like 4.30 in the morning. It's just hard to do. So uh, curious about that, but we'll talk a little bit about that with Dustin. We'll get into IU stuff as well. Obviously, we'll continue to preview the IU-Ohio State game as we uh, will do every game week this season. And later in the show, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, he will be with us as we talk the latest in high school sports, week three of high school football, uh, volleyball and soccer and other sports are rolling. And I tell you what, uh, as I pulled out of the driveway early this morning, the weather, absolutely beautiful. The temperature, the breeze, uh, it's hard to believe that a week ago we were getting into a three, four day stretch of just miserable temperatures and miserable humidities and really unsafe conditions, to be quite honest, for sports. So just a week from now, this is an athletic director's dream for the outside sports and for the players and the coaches and even the fans to probably a lesser extent. It's much more comfortable to go to week three football games with the forecasted weather. Uh, It's not chilly yet, but that's coming down the line in a month and a half or so. Uh, but it is much, much more comfortable to be outside uh, with this type of weather we've had. It's absolutely beautiful. So let's hope that continues through the week. So this week of high school football can be much more reasonable and comfortable uh, than what the last couple have been. So that coming up a little bit later today. Uh, let's uh, also remind you that the lineup is a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Uh, why not try Honey Baked Ham today for lunch? I think you'll be surprised with their Great menu. They've got sandwiches, salads, and soups that are made fresh daily and will surely satisfy any craving you have. You may even find something else to take home as they have a variety of dinner packages. Give Honey Baked Ham in New Albany a try. I think you'll be glad that you did. The Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text line. Already got a text, and it's somebody messing with me. They said, I would rather watch pickleball videos on Instagram than FIBA World Cup with a laughing face. Well, if you know me, you know I watch a lot of pickleball uh, videos and and professional pickleball on my phone. So uh, I agree. Pickleball is addicting. At least it's got me hooked for sure. Uh, Watched, In fact, going to the PPA tour uh, when they come to Cincinnati uh, in the middle of September. Really looking forward to that. Actually, it's just a week and a half or so away. I'm looking forward to going up there and spending a day and checking it out and seeing the pros of pickleball in person. That stuff is really interesting to me. But thanks for the text and you can send in your questions and comments silly or serious or whatever it may be. IU Local Sports The Thornton's text line is 502-414-1450 Again, 502-414-1450 If you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32 hours Fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. Uh, Let's get into our headlines of the day. Eight former Hoosiers, IU football players, uh, have made the NFL uh, 53-man rosters ahead of the 2023 season. And I do try to keep up with some of the former Hoosiers that are in the NFL Not a big NFL guy. The most I know about the NFL right now is about the New York Jets because uh, they are featured right now on HBO's, um, I can't even think of the name of the show, but uh, the preseason where they take you through camp with an NFL team. It's been around forever. 
I have watched a handful of those Matt. episodes. Hard knocks, thank, thank you, Mr. Producer. I'm sorry. That slipped my mind. Actually, I watched it about uh, 1 a.m. in the morning this morning. I watched about 30 minutes of an episode. So there you go. But, uh, and by the way, Justin, my favorite hard knocks, the one that really got me hooked, a year ago, the Dallas Cowboys watching Jerry Jones salt his breakfast sandwich as the show would come on each episode. Do you remember that? Uh, no, because, fun fact, <laughs> this is actually my very first season of Hard Knocks I've decided to watch. Well, I know how you got on it, John Spears, because John Spears, who has a show after mine, he's who got me hooked on it a year ago. So that, he's, he's all about hard knocks. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. Although TJ and Nick talk about it in the morning as well. So okay, I, just, okay. I felt the overwhelming urge to watch it, especially with Rodgers going to New York. I thought that could be fun. So I, I'm definitely glad I tuned in. Uh, I, it's going to be appointment television from here on out. Basketball, pickleball, maybe a little bit of college football. Um, I, uh, any other TV stuff I get is from John Spears, Justin. So yeah, my, makes sense. He, he watches but, a lot of TV. He's retired. He has time to do so go-to guy he averages eight and a half hours of tv a day is what i've been told so (laughs) but anyhow thanks for interjecting that hard knocks but uh, eight former iu players on nfl 53-man rosters uh chicago bears offensive lineman dan feeney dallas cowboys tight end peyton hendershot green bay packers offensive lineman caleb jones carolina panthers tight end ian thomas Tennessee Titans wide receiver Nick Westbrook, Detroit Lions quarterback Nate Sudfeld. The Lions, I think, were on Hard Knocks at some point because Sudfeld was on a little bit of the show. Um, those uh, And then uh, Sudfeld was placed on the injury reserve after he made the 53-man roster because of a torn ACL in the preseason. So uh, defensively, there's three players. The first group obviously was offensive guys. Kansas City Chiefs linebacker Cam Jones, Uh, Los Angeles Chargers safety Raheem Lane and New York Giants linebacker Micah McFadden. So a lot of those names are even more recent IU football names that should be even more recognizable to uh, those of you that are somewhat IU fans, but maybe not hardcore when it comes to the football side of things. But that is uh, what the NFL looks like from an IU perspective this season, in case you're keeping score at home. Also, I mentioned that according to uh, 247 Sports and their national football guy, Steve Wiltfong, who covers recruiting and tells you everything you need to know about the future of college football, he listed this weekend as one of the biggest weekends for Tom Allen from a recruiting perspective than maybe what he's ever had in his time at Indiana. Uh, Lots of guys going to be on campus. The list includes some fairly big-name players from across the Midwest and even down to Texas and a lot of different places. There's a ton of folks that are going to be on campus this weekend to check out uh, things in advance of the Ohio State game. And, Justin, let's hope, uh, especially if you're an IU football supporter, let's hope that these players and their families and whoever else may be making the journey to Bloomington with them are impressed with the facilities and the academics and the football program and how they operate and what the offenses and defenses look like because, unfortunately, I don't foresee Indiana shocking the world here in week one of college football and pulling off some upset, crazy victory over Ohio State that would steal the show if you're a recruit. What's wrong with you, man? I, I believe I'm, – I'm totally kidding. I do not believe <laughs> – it, it, yeah, it's going to be – it's going to be pretty, pretty awful. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, having recruits on campus never hurts. You're going up against a, a powerhouse, so hopefully the guys that are coming on campus realize 
there's more to the next level, i.e. college, than athletics. You know, I mean, there is an education to get here. Bloomington is beautiful. You and I both know that. So it's, it's a great place to spend your next four years. But, yeah, just just don't read too much into the football side of things is my, is my caution. Yeah, absolutely. Justin Kalen, producer, chiming in again. Thank you, Mr. Producer. And one other thing I wanted to mention from a football perspective here in the opening segment before we get into some basketball stuff. Mike Schumann, who's with us Tuesdays from the dailyhoosier.com, he did some uh, some Twitter polls, and he's got a great following when it comes to IU fans and diehard football fans. But your take, IU football win total for the 2023 season. I know like a week ago we were talking about that every day and giving predictions and asking the guests on our show what they thought the win totals might be. But IU fans that voted in the Daily Hoosier poll said four or five wins this season. That was 53% of the responses that came in. Uh, uh, 15% said, almost 16% said six wins. And uh, 27% said three or less. And I uh, have now changed my total to be three or less uh, for the season. Unfortunately, I think Indiana will finish, if you want me to make a bold prediction at this point, exactly with three wins this upcoming season. And then there was a small, very small percentage, 3.1%, that thinks Indiana is going to win seven or more games this season. So interesting to see 53% of at least the people polled have some hope that IU can be reasonable. You get four or five wins, you're right there close to bowl eligibility, and you never know what can happen. Maybe things take a turn for the better. But I think Indiana, a three-win team at best when it comes to football for the upcoming season. Also, IU basketball, you know, it seems like every day we're talking about how big this month is going to be from a recruiting perspective. Liam McNeely, could Indiana land him? What about uh, Anor Boateng, who we had his high school coach on yesterday from Little Rock, Arkansas? If you missed that, you can catch it on the podcast. But really, the month gets started this weekend because uh, Coach Woodson and the staff are going to have some really good players on campus this weekend. It's a younger group this weekend. It's almost like they've structured it to be this way. I I never know. You, you don't know if it worked out that way or not. But Jalen Harrelson, who's an in-state guy that was at Fishers, now he's at La, LaPorte Lalamere. He is going to be in attendance. Obviously, he would be a huge get for Indiana. Uh, they've been very close and involved with him. Also, Darius Adams, I don't know as much about him. Really, I don't know much about him at all. He's a six foot four guard. He was offered by Indiana earlier in the month. He's number 22 in his class, 2025. He's going to be on campus. He's a teammate of Harrelson at LaPorte LaLamere. He's originally from New Jersey, I believe. And then uh, Malachi Marino, he's from Great Crossing High School down in Georgetown, Kentucky. And if you're like me, Great Crossing High School it's, I believe it is in Scott County, and it's a, it's a new high school, beautiful high school, I understand, uh, right there outside of Lexington. So Marino is foot eleven, and uh, is being tracked by the Hoosiers as well. So that's the lay of the land for this weekend, at least visitors we know about. A number of young players will be on campus. And then, of course, as you get further into the month, McNeely and Queen and Curtis Givens and Austin Swartz and Anor Boating all set to be on campus for Indiana. So some really big names coming in. But 
probably no bigger name out there for Mike Woodson and this staff to try to land than Jalen Harrelson. He is a stud. He's an in-state guy. I know he disappointed a lot of people when he left Indianapolis and Fishers and went up to Lavalmere to play more of an elite travel-type high school schedule, but he's the real deal, and if Indiana could find a way to land him, that would be a real boon as far, boom as far as keeping in-state players uh, in the state of Indiana. Also, one high school note, an early volleyball match. I typically get a chance to go to it. I did not this year, but Providence and New Albany, and of course the Pioneers are the class of the area when it comes to uh, volleyball. There's no question about that. Terry Perica is the volleyball queen of the area. Uh, But New Albany, an up-and-down program. I think they've got a chance to be pretty solid this year and maybe have a chance in their sectional to be competitive and perhaps be one of a handful of teams that could win it this year. But uh, it's always a good game because the fans turn out. It's early. It's a rivalry game. A lot of people come to the game that don't really have anybody involved necessarily that just want to see things uh, early on. But a great crowd last night, I understand. But Providence, pretty dominant. They won 25-9, 25-9, and the third set, 25-7. As Actually, excuse me, they won 25-10, 25-14, and 25-11 Tuesday night uh, at Providence. Those were the final scores from the three sets, the three games there between Providence and New Albany. So a volleyball note, Providence looking good, New Albany a team to watch this season, uh, but Silver Creek and so many others in our area this year, Floyd Central I think will be solid. Uh, just kind of going off what I've heard so far, I think, uh, again, a number of really good volleyball teams here in Clark and Floyd counties this season. That's a look at our headlines for this Wednesday edition of the program. Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Send in your questions for Dustin Dopirak on IU and uh, college football, really, as a whole. Uh, anything you want to bring up. And do you watch uh, USA Basketball on TV? That's the question. So far we had a vote for pickleball, but not for Team USA Basketball. So do you even pay attention to that? I'm curious. 502-414-1450. We'll head to a break. We're back with Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star. Also still ahead, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. Stay with us. You're listening to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Wednesday edition of the program. Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star with me, and it's always fun to talk basketball, football, and IU stuff. Dustin, each week on the show, as I always say, is the Pacers beat writer for the Star, uh, but still keeps up with everything IU and beyond, and it's just a great, knowledgeable guest to have with us each week. Dustin, I don't know. It's been a tough week. I'm sure busy for you as well, but... It's a little bit better knowing we've got a nice weekend of college football ahead of us here in just a few days. Yeah, so I'm not going to lie. It has not been a busy week for me. It's still pretty chilled out on the NBA beat here. I've just been kind of 
keeping tabs on FIBA. Uh, you know, obviously I'm not out there. I'm not in the Philippines. Um, but, uh, you know, just been watching Tyrese. I did, I did not, however, wake up at 4.40 in the morning to watch them beat Jordan by 50. I caught the last minutes of that one and went back to bed after that. Um, but, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. I mean, obviously, yeah, had some college football start last weekend uh, with the Notre Dame game out in Dublin and some other ones scattered around in week zero. Uh, and then it gets real, uh, really fun on Thursday. You get Florida, Utah on Thursday, get some games on Friday night. Uh, and it's full bore on Saturday. Obviously, Indiana getting Ohio State getting right to it. That's a tough draw, uh, but uh, but it is cool. You know, obviously, that's the uh, the one good thing about summer could come to an end is football starts immediately. You hit Labor Day weekend, and it's uh, it's awesome football games every Saturday from then until you get into December. So that's 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 a cool thing to look forward to starting the Saturday. Absolutely, and I was going to bring up USA basketball with you. Um, I get into that sure. stuff. I love basketball. I love watching the different countries play. I saw a release from mm. FIBA before the tournament began that said, I think this is the World Cup with the most NBA players represented. So while it may not be mm. all the big names from the uh, United States of America, I think a lot of names mm. from the NBA playing in the World Cup as a whole, um, do people pay attention to it like they used to? I mean, back when I was growing up, and I think we're fairly similar in age, the Dream Team mm. and Professionals came about, and then Dream Team 2 was a lot of fun. Those guys were everywhere. They were at McDonald's on your cup. They were all over uh, different toys yeah. at the store. It's just maybe not the same these days. No, I mean, I have the uh, I still have that starting lineup box for the 92 Dream Team. That thing was Me awesome. too. Uh, exactly. You had to have that when you were ten, man. Like everybody had to go go get that somehow. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, obviously, that was a novelty unlike any other. I mean, because that was when they went from amateurs to professionals, when they went from the college guys to the pros after they got beaten '88, and we're like, well, we're not losing again. Uh, and they went out and got the greatest team ever assembled, uh, it, at least in terms of just total career. You know, I mean, like it might be different if you take the redeem team in '08 and play them against what the Dream Team was in 92, but if you got Larry Bird and Magic at their peaks versus what they were in 92, that's a different story. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, obviously we've gotten used to it. We've gotten used to the idea that there are pros everywhere and we're not always sending our best. And I, I think that's um, something that, that people have noted, but I think this team is fun. I mean, I think if you start watching this group, uh, it's fairly impressive. And, 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 and not, you know, again, like it's, it's an issue across the country or across the world about getting – your best players, because basically, if you if you were involved in the NBA playoffs and deep into it, then you're tired, you know. And so, you know, you're really what it is like. There's a lot of super talented guys, but you can, you know, kind of look back to where their season ended and figure out who's playing and who's not. You know, obviously, Shea Gilbert, Joseph Alexander is doing tremendous work for Canada. Well, those guys got beaten to play in. Luka Doncic's playing for Slovenia. Well, they didn't make the playoffs. Uh, Jokic's not playing. You know, Giannis. Obviously, those guys got upset, but he had a surgery, so he's not playing. So basically, every country has the same issues with their superstars. If you play deep into May and into June, you're tired. You're beat. Uh, you're not ready to kind of pick it back up at the beginning of August and, and go at it again when they start practice, um, or at least when the USA did. So um, there's a reason. It's not just a U.S. problem as far as getting people out for this. It's a, you know, how deep did your season go? And, you know, you might stick it out and play in the Olympics, but pushing it to the World Championships is a different story. But, I mean, I would say there's probably about the same amount of um, interest in this as there was in that event and any other year I can think of other than 94. Because 92 was, again, the first American uh, professional team, and then they had them again in 94. And I don't remember if they called that Dream Team 2 or, dream, or the 96 team Dream Team 2. I think there was some back and forth on that. 
Um, but I remember people still watching that, you know, and caring about that event that year. I don't remember it a lot since. It's just kind of been this also ran thing that, uh, you know, people have had some interest in if you care about basketball, but it's not like the, the phenomenon that the Olympics was and even still is. I mean, the Olympics is still just a different ballgame. Um, and, and this thing is a secondary event compared to that. But I think it's a fun event. I mean, I think if you're waking up early, early mornings to watch these things, you're seeing some good basketball. I think you're seeing an American team that's really, really fun. Um, you know, these guys are really coming together fast. You know, there's not, you know, Anthony Edwards is probably the best player on it, so there's probably not a top-ten guy on the team in, the, in terms of players in the league. But it, it's a really well-put-together team. It has a lot of fun. They run up and down, you know, it, 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 and they pass the ball. They're really unselfish. It's a really fun team to watch. Yeah, and I guess the American team, I know, was a fairly big favorite. I think Spain or whoever was second-best uh, maybe had a key mm-hmm. player or two out with injury. But America so far has breezed through the pool round, and I think they're the heavy favorite. Is that right, to win the gold? I mean, I would think so, but Canada looks good, man. Canada looks really good. Uh, you know, Shai's been tremendous. Um, and I think he had 35 the other night or something like that. And, and they got guys. I mean, I, I would say the U.S. probably has the most depth. You know, you really look at their second team, and I think that's really what's standing out. Like, they're, uh, you know, the other, other countries have starting fives that can hang with theirs. But, I mean, their, their second unit is Tyrese Halliburton, uh, Josh Hart, Pablo Bancaro, uh, Cameron Johnson, uh, Austin Reeves, and Bobby Portis. I mean, those guys, I, my, I think I added somebody who's not there. Definitely Bancaro, Hart, Johnson. I mean, I, I think Hart's in there sometimes. Again, Austin Reeves has been terrific. Halliburton's been a great second unit point guard. Uh, their depth has been really good. But, I mean, if you look at Canada's roster, it's pretty impressive as well. I'm going to call them up. Uh, so, like, I mean, they got RJ, uh, RJ Barrett. Is it R.J. Barrett or R.J. Barnett from, from the Knicks, the, the Duke guy? Uh, he's been Barrett. terrific. Um, and, uh, I mean, I don't think they have Jamal Murray. I think Murray's out. Um, but they've got some other really good players uh, that, that basically on that squad. I mean, I know Zach Eady's playing for that team. There's a bunch of others. Uh, but I'd say Canada might be their best challenge. Germany gave them a problem um, in um, – that sh- in the showcase round, in the sh- in, in showcase play, obviously you know you got to be concerned about Slovenia with Luca. Um, just just for the fact that you know whoever has the best player, and I would still say Luca's the best player. Uh, you got to be concerned about. But there, in, in terms of full depth, I mean another one you definitely have to look at is Canada. Kelly Kelly Olenek's another one. Dwight Powell, uh, Lugan Stewart's been hurt, I think, but you know he can he's certainly a just tremendous defensive player. Uh, Dylan Brooks obviously gets after it. Kyle Alexander. Uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker, there's some really, really good players on that Canada team. So they've got to be, uh, that's the team you've got to be concerned about. But there's uh, Lithuania, Jonas Valanciunas, there are some guys that are, uh, that are talented, so that you've got you to be worried about. But um, I, I, mean, I do think the U.S. is probably the favorite, but not an overwhelming one. Talking with uh, Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star. Let's get into college football and IU. Dustin, obviously, what a tough one for Tom Allen and the Hoosiers, a really good Ohio State team once again. I guess if you're an IU fan or if you're someone covering the Hoosiers this weekend, you're intrigued about who the starter is at the QB spot, how they perform under uh, great pressure from a really good Ohio State defense, and you're interested in some of these new names from the transfer portal that I think are going to have to perform and perform right away mm-hmm. if Indiana is going to surpass some of the low expectations as far as a win total that's out there for them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, my man Zach Austin has got a story on on five guys, you know, five uh, transfers to watch 
uh, in the Star and Herald Times today. Uh, and so, yeah, a bunch of interesting guys in there. Obviously, Andre, Andre Carter, the defensive lineman from Western Michigan, uh, is apparently really shown up in, in camp. And obviously, he had big numbers last year there, 13 and a half tackles for the loss, seven sacks. Uh, they've, they've had to completely revamp uh, the secondary. Obviously, they were going with a lot of veterans there last year with Taiwan Mullen and Devin Matthews and some other guys in there. They've moved on. Uh, Kobe Miner from Texas Tech and Jameer Johnson from Texas, uh, two guys who are going to expect to play right away at the corner spots, might be starting. Uh, on either side there, so they're going to need those guys to step up. Uh, you know, some other pieces on offense, too. Obviously, E.J. Williams from Clemson is a big, important one. And, and certainly a quarterback, you know, a guy who could win the job is uh, Trace Jackson Davis's brother, Taven, uh, transferred in from Tennessee. He's got a – I don't know who's winning that one between him and Brennan Sorsby. Um, obviously, I haven't been there, but, you know, there's certainly been a battle. But, it, you know, it, it almost – most positions, there's uh, an impact transfer they're looking for. I don't think there's as much as offensive line, but defensive line, linebacker Jacob Magnum Farrar, certainly a ton in the secondary, wide receiver, uh, running back with Christian Turner. They're going to need a lot of those guys to step up. And they got their 23 transfers. I mean, really, that's what they're banking this season on more than anything else with their work at work in the portal. It's gotten harder for them to recruit high schools since they started losing, honestly. Uh, it was an easier sell when you're 6-2 and two and coming off the Outback Bowl and everybody's talking about you. It's a little bit harder uh, when you're coming off of 4-8 uh, and eight and 2-10 and 10 before that. Um, so they got to get a lot right uh, real fast. Uh, but, yeah, it's obviously probably not winning on Saturday, but, I mean, I think the important thing that you want if you're a Tom Allen is if you get the competitive game, you get out of it healthy, uh, you feel pretty good about that. Generally, Ohio State's probably at a different level for you to try to actually compete with and make it a real game. But if you can keep it within, I don't know, three touchdowns, you've, you, you've uh, done something you get to be proud of against that group. Yeah, for sure. Dustin Dopirak, the Indianapolis star. Anything else you're looking forward to with the IU game or really week one football in general? I mean, I'm looking forward to watching Week 1 football in general, and I hope that, uh, I don't know, that I, I got direct TV stream. they got to get their stuff right with uh, Nexstar or whatever by Saturday, or I'm missing out on CBS and Fox games. They're not going to be happy about it. Um, but, no, I mean, I think, um, yeah, it, it is just going to be interesting to see how this team retools. I mean, because it's just a, it's a totally different group of guys. I mean, I, I um, you know, our, our guy Mike, Michael Mazzola put out a, uh, you know, a, a depth chart, you know, kind of a projected depth chart. And I was like, man, I just covered this team last year, and I don't know how to pass these guys. <laughs> like, how did this team pass me by so fast? I feel like I was just on the beat. I was. Um, and so it, it's going to be just a, a kind of a start over. So I'm fascinated to see you know, what's going to happen at quarterback. You know, are they going to have a sense? Uh, are, are they going to be able to pick it up? Because it's, you know, Tom Allen's in a tough spot. Um, you know, obviously after two losing seasons, it's tough to go get, get momentum, you know, at, at that point. I mean, even if you're a really good coach, and I think Tom Allen is a really good coach, and I think he's a you know, good human being, and he did a heck of a job building a program. But once, once you lose a lot of momentum fast, and especially once you take a couple step back, steps backwards, uh, it's tough to get any positive momentum. So, I mean, I think you know, you're obviously going to be looking at that first just to see if, if there's any kind of spark. Um, but certainly, you know, they get to move on after that. I and, mean, again, you get a, just a whale of a... Uh, you know, of a test of a hurdle right out of the gate. And you just hope it doesn't, because um, they are probably going to get beat by a lot. You just hope it doesn't just take the, you know, rip the soul out of them. They're able to move on and say, okay, that's Ohio State. That doesn't say, you know, who we're going to be. There's a lot that can still be achieved if you're losing to Ohio State at week one. That, that doesn't take you out of anything that you need to do if you're Indiana football. So you, you hope for their sake so they don't get totally uh, just discouraged by whatever's going to probably happen out there on Saturday. I mean, I've, I've seen them play a close with teams much better than them before, so I, mean, I shouldn't totally rule out anything crazy. Um, but, you know, I, I think that's the interesting piece. But, you know, I mean, there's going to be it, – it, it, 
Uh, you know, de- definitely some interesting games look forward to watching. Obviously, I've got uh, you know the alma mater, Penn State's playing Saturday night against West Virginia. Uh, Virginia Tennessee is an interesting game at noon. Um, Washington's going to be on ABC, so you get to see Michael Penix with his last time around and make what's going to be uh, a Heisman push. Honestly, um, you know, Florida Utah on Thursday, uh, North Carolina South Carolina. I think is an interesting one on Saturday night. Uh, so it's going to be fun just to get back into college football. It's just you know, uh, I mean. For all of its problems, all of its issues, all that is wrong with it, it's just, for pure entertainment, it's, it's as good as it gets. Yeah, no question. Dustin Dopirak, Indianapolis star, with his Tuesdays on the show. Quick basketball topic for you, Dustin, before we let you go. I tell you what, these home football games in the fall, big recruiting opportunities for men's basketball, and Indiana is going to have a long list of visitors there starting this weekend to come in and see the campus and attend the football game and meet with the coaches. And I think this weekend it's primarily younger guys, but as the month goes on, there are some key names that are going to be there. McNeely, Boateng, others. Uh, we'll see what Mike Woodson and his staff can get done, but this could lead to some big commit commitments if they can close some of these deals coming up in future weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously that's what it is for football every year, is that, that that's when you get to come see the campus, you know, you get to see, you know, them, like, come to a game when it's not basketball, when the coach isn't otherwise occupied, um, you know, and so, so he can be fully involved in recruiting and showing you around and telling you stuff. You might you probably get to watch a practice or a, or a workout or something along those lines, but it's not a game to be concerned about. It's not like you see him either go win or lose, come back from it and try to process it and then talk to you. Uh, you know, when you're when he's at a football game, he can just watch, take it in, you know, you, you get cheered on because any anybody, you know, uh, all IU students know when there are basketball recruits uh, at football games, and they make a point to, to you know, make sure they, that you know they know, you know they know your name, I think. Sorry, it's not to me while to kind of untwist that. But uh, it, it, is, it is definitely big. Like I said, McNeely is a big one. They've certainly been after for a long, long time. I know Harrelson, I think, is coming to a game. Um, you know, they are going to have a lot of opportunity to put on a big show. You know, uh, you, you hope certainly the tour of the football game doesn't matter because they're out there to play football. Um, and but they're sort they're taking in take taking Bloomington in early September and all of its glory. Uh, you know, get one of the early uh, weekends around campus. You know, get to take them around and see the social scene to some extent um, and see everything IU has to offer, and then just be around the guys and and then have some time also for for them to hang out um, as well. It's for for every school football. Uh, football Saturdays are big when it comes to basketball recruiting. You know, it's it, it's as effective as it gets up until I would say uh, Hoosier Stereo and events of its kind. Um, but no, cer- certainly big for them to put on, uh, big for IU to put on a good show. And obviously, they're 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 well built uh, for doing that, and and have landed a lot of guys over the years. Um, you know, basically through their recruiting visits and weekends like this. Absolutely, Dustin Dopirak. Indianapolis Star with us Tuesdays. Thank you, Dustin. Enjoy week one of college football. We'll talk next week. Will do. Thanks so much for having me. All right. We'll head to a commercial break. When we come back, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. Local sports will be on the docket. Week three of high school football coming up Friday night. And the headline for me is better weather. It should be a beautiful Friday Some great games across the area. Still trying to figure out the lay of the land. But the Providence Pioneers, what a start to the season they've had. We'll talk about that and next coming up and more next with uh, Josh right here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. 
We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, I- Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. and for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Wednesday edition of the show. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, is my guest. And Josh is with me each Wednesday as we talk the very latest in high school sports. And uh, with Josh today, we'll get into week three of high school football. Josh, uh, what a miserable, messy, uh, sticky, hot week it was Last week, I know you were out and about at various events throughout the week and the weekend, but my goodness, how the uh, things have flipped here in just one week's time. Yeah, this is uh, this is perfect weather out there now. You know, hopefully, it's, I wouldn't mind if we had this for uh, 365 days a year, personally. So, hopefully, they'll stick around the rest of this week. Uh, I saw them next week may get a little bit of a heat wave again. I don't know. We'll, we'll see, but you never know. But uh, you know, it was really nice to uh, have this after the sweltering heat and humidity of last week, that's for sure. Yeah, no question about it. Talking with Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. Highlight coming out of the weekend in high school football, obviously the Floyd Central win uh, in thrilling fashion at Bedford over Terre Haute South was by far and away one of the biggest highlights of high school football we've had here in some time. Had a chance to hear all about it from Coach Bragg on our Monday show but what a win and a momentum change for the Highlanders in week two on Saturday night. That game moved to Saturday and moved the location because of the heat and then the storms that moved through the area on Friday. Yeah, it makes, uh, it's a big difference between 1-1 uh, one and 0-2 one and, and and at this time of year, uh, that's for sure. So that was, a, that was definitely a big win for Floyd. No, um, as, as I think Coach Bragg mentioned last, or on Monday or whenever he was on it, it was a uh, you know they they lost so many close games last year, three in the final in the final seconds or on the final play of uh, of a game last year. And, you know to win one of these games is big for them. And uh, now let's see if they can they can uh, take advantage of that and use that as momentum going forward. But uh, yeah, that was a heck of a play. It was crazy to see that see that play unfold on, on the highlights uh, that that we saw and. You know that 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 is a big. Hopefully, that's a big boost for Floyd going forward. You know, I don't see why. Uh, you know, they couldn't contend, especially the way it's looking right now, uh, um, for maybe the Hoosier Hills Conference title this year. Yeah, interesting stuff. And Seymour coming out of the weekend was another team. I know they're not in our immediate area, but you mentioned the Hoosier Hills Conference uh, race as we get further into the season. Uh, they may have kind of turned some heads this weekend and really the first couple of weeks with how they've played as a team that might be the on-paper favorite at this early point as far as the HHC crown goes. Yeah, I would say so, definitely, with, especially with the – the, uh, the combo they have the, with the quarterback and the receiver, Brett Perry and uh, Jalen Johnson, the wide receiver, you know the, that's a tough, uh, tough combo for for anybody. It's going to be a tough one for anybody in the HHC to deal with this season. So, yeah, I would say at this point, you know, Seymour's probably won, and then, you know, maybe uh, Bedford and Floyd or two, and then maybe everybody else, and maybe Columbus East is in there too. I don't know. I haven't haven't really seen. Uh, Columbus East yet, but um, you know maybe they'd be in there too. But 
um, you know, the Floyd's game against Seymour, that, that's kind of where it started for for Seymour last year. You know, they, they won that game on a, on a last-second pass to beat Floyd, and then they kind of carried that momentum on and, uh, um, you know, won the, won the HHC. So maybe we'll see if uh, that can happen for Floyd's under this year. They won, they won a big game on a last-second pass. Maybe they can carry that over and, uh, and into the HHC title. Yeah, absolutely. And another highlight so far this season has been Providence. I think the Pioneers are putting something really good together. I thought and said that I thought the Holy Cross-Providence game would be fantastic, thinking about how it was a year ago and knowing that Holy Cross is ranked in Kentucky. But the Pioneers, they they not only won, but they won 47-10. to 10. It was never close. It wasn't anything like the game a year ago. So Providence now moves on to Madison, Clarksville, Charlestown over the next three weeks. Uh, we'll see what I think that Charlestown game might be the first real challenge to see what Providence is made of. Yeah, it, it may be the it may be the only real challenge. To be honest with you, looking at their schedule, you know, it, obviously they, they play some other teams, Court and, and uh, North Harrison, later in the season. But you know, I tell you what, if Providence wins that game, I, I don't, I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see them go undefeated uh, the entire regular season. So, and then you start thinking about it and. Uh, you know, if they can win the sectional again, you know, and then go to, and then they would have Indianapolis Lutheran coming here. I mean, you might have two undefeated teams playing at Providence and uh, in the regional final. Uh, you know, who knows at that point they might be ranked one and two in the state in Class A, but uh, you know, especially if they're undefeated. But uh, you know, I don't want to jump too far ahead or look too far ahead for. Coach McDonald's team, but but man, I, I mean, you know, you might you might want to clear some time in uh, late October, early November for that game because that uh, that could be a big one. Providence and Indianapolis Lutheran in the, in the regional title game with uh, and maybe both of them undefeated. I mean, that 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 would, that would be a heck of a game going into the uh, uh, going into the into the state tournament like that. Yeah, no question. Talking with Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. Any other football stuff we should mention? Anybody been a surprise or a team that you're curious? I know some of our teams have had really good competition early on. I'm thinking of Jeffersonville and New Albany specifically and uh, haven't been able to put together a win just yet, so still a lot to figure out there. But any other surprises or highlights or anything we should watch for week three? Yeah, I'd like to see uh, New Albany You know, come, coming off of those two tough games. I think they've been outscored some like 84-3 to three in the first two games. Uh, you know, I, I look for them to, to, to. I mean, they should have a shot to win against Jennings County on Friday night. You know, Jennings County has, uh, you know, traditionally been the the uh, cellar dweller in the in the HHC, but but they've won their first two games pretty handily. Uh, granted, I'm not sure about the competition they were playing, but but still, I think uh, New Albany should have, uh, you know, a, a good chance to win uh, Friday night. You know, they they've had a tough. Tough first two games, that's for sure. Um, you know, the, there have been you know some bright spots, but uh, you know it'll be interesting to see what they can do against a team that you know that they should they should probably beat and uh, see if they can get back on track. You know, they're another team that you know if things get going their way, they might have some success this season. So they they only won two games last year, so you know if they could if they could get a win here on Friday, that might help them out uh, going toward the rest of the season. Uh, and then speaking of other one, you know, Silver Creek, that was a big uh, big one for them on Friday night, beating, winning that Salem. You know, I know they had 
uh, big delay in the middle, and the game kind of got ended a little bit early by the weather too. But uh, you know that, that was a big bounce back win for them coming off that loss to to Charlestown. So you know Friday night at uh, at Floyd Central, that's going to be a game. You know Silver Creek at, at Floyd. So you know whoever comes out of that game uh, on top, I think really has uh, you know a good chance of building some some momentum here going in to the rest of the season. So I think that. It'll be a really, uh, really big, important game for both teams on Friday night. Um, okay, sounds good. Josh Cook, thanks for the great stuff. We'll uh, catch up with you soon and uh, see you Friday night at a game. All right, sounds good, Matt. Thanks so much. Have a great one. Josh Cook with us on Wednesdays. We talk high school sports, a lot of high school football this time of year, and occasionally we'll delve into volleyball and some other things happening in the area. And before you know it, we'll be talking about the upcoming high school basketball season with Josh and others here on the show. Have a great Wednesday, beautiful weather. Try to get outside if you can, and uh, I'll be back with you Thursday on the show. We have uh, Alex Bozich inside the hall, brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture coming up tomorrow as always. And we've missed Alex the last couple weeks because I haven't had a show. Uh, But also Thursday, Mark Riley, legendary tennis coach at Jeffersonville, who is now retired. Uh, They just opened the Mark Riley Tennis Facility on the campus of Jeffersonville High School. I got a tour from uh, Coach Riley on Monday night. It is a beautiful, beautiful place. And uh, Coach Riley is going to join us to talk a little bit about the tennis facility and it being named in his honor and also pickleball, something that uh, I've been talking about a lot more here in uh, recent months, and uh, he's going to chat a little bit with us about pickleball in southern Indiana, so tune in for that coming up on Thursday. Have a great Wednesday. Back with you tomorrow. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. (laughs) 